Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle. They call me the honey badger because I give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business. Today's live stream, we're going to answer all of your questions you guys sent. There were a ton of them. Uh, I can't get to everybody's question in this stream, um, but I'm going to get to as many as I humanly can. So what I did was I took a lot of what... Um, uh, what I did was I took a lot of the information that you guys sent me in question format and I kind of moved it around uh, and combined a lot of it. So uh, the other mic was working. Okay, here we go. Let me plug in the other mic real quick. Beautiful. All right, so let's start with the first question. This came by email. And it was a good one. Uh, Dear HB, like you to know that I'm a big fan. Uh, I plan on visiting your dealership as soon as I'm in the Las Vegas area. But I have a quick question for you. Uh, you went on kind of a rant and a rave during your podcast uh, last week about Grand Design and their black tank problems. I understand so far what the problems have been with FrameFlex, but you mentioned that they've been having plumbing and electrical issues. Can you please uh, elaborate? Okay. Th this, is, um, this is easy. So what's been going on, and, and this is only in the fifth wheels, guys. This isn't, I have not experienced the plumbing or electrical issues in Grand Design in the Imagine or the transcend yet. In fact, uh, I took a transcend on trade recently and it's perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but yesterday, um, I got a call from a guy on a solitude, 2021 solitude, and his black tank is no longer dumping. Okay, so what's happening is, is the way they do it, so they put an elbow, cause it's cheaper, to put an elbow from the toilet and it slides into the tank. So what happens is if, if you have to use your imagination because you can't draw it out. What's happening is the toilet, people are not using the right toilet paper. Okay. And the toilet paper hits the sidewall of the tank. And what happens is, is because you're not using a black tank flush or you're keeping the valve open, it's sticking, crusting and corroding up there where it's blocking uh, the exit point for the black tank. Now, you don't see this very often in Forest River, Keystone, Jayco, recently. This has only been Grand Design. So, Grand Design has this, I don't know, it's like the corners are getting cut left and right in the plumbing. So, the main thing was the black tank. So, I replaced 26 black tanks last year on Grand Design 5th wheels, Momentum, Reflection, Solitude. Okay, so it's the black tank. And then the electrical issues are all in the 12 volt system. So um, they, because they put so many USB ports and they put a lot, there's nothing wrong with it, but where they're putting them compared to the circuits that they're dedicating for those 12 volt items, it's, it's overloading. So we're seeing a lot of people come in, tell me their batteries are dying, even though they have solar uh, that their converter box must not be working because their battery's not charging. And we're finding out it's actually 
just there's the, if they plug in their device when we plug in let's say a phone charger into multiple usb outlets it's like burning the battery out it's like just overloading the battery and overloading the 12 volt system so that's the problems we've been seeing in the fifth wheels that are not the frame flex issues these are just like the issues that we've been having with grand design fifth wheels as a service department okay so that was a great question. Yeah, I, I covered that a little bit, but I haven't covered that enough, okay? All right, next question. Miss Carol C. I'm looking forward to buying a motor home, possibly in the summer or the fall of this year. One thing that is very worrisome is that the Ford motor is now a eight cylinder instead of a 10 cylinder. Now, what I've been told by most of my male friends that are into engines is Ford is a pile of crap and that I shouldn't buy any motorhome that has a Ford engine in it unless it's a diesel. Can you give me your thoughts? Because I don't want to go more than 25 or 26 feet. But I don't want to have a Mercedes because I don't want the cost of the maintenance. What would you suggest? Um, first off, the Ford is not a pile of crap. The Ford, uh, the industry chose Ford because reliability. And you have to also understand that, let's say that you do, you're not a fan of Ford. Let's say you're, you're a horrible fan of Ford, found on road dead, fix or repair daily, but first on race day type of person, okay? Gasoline motor homes are only usually driven between three and 4,000 miles a year. And if you live on the West Coast, it's usually only driven 18 to 1,900 miles a year because everything's so close. So this isn't a high mileage vehicle, Carol. This is a very much a low mileage vehicle. Even if you plan on taking one trip across the country every other year, you're not going to use it like a commuter car, like you do your own car, you go to work and stuff, okay? This is built for power, torque, and braking. That's all it's for. Now, what I would suggest to you, Carol, is if you're that worried about the Ford because of your friends around you, then instead of going to a Mercedes diesel, they do have some older Chevy uh, V8 Class Cs um, that you could get into. Now, if you're looking now, according to this email, I misquote, it's a worries, meaning you're you're looking for class A and you're worried. Um, the small class A's that like four builds are only on the Ford chassis. Okay. So you really need to like just I think what you need to do is test drive one. Maybe before you buy, maybe rent a couple of the Fords and rent maybe a Chevy. Class C, maybe rent a Class C, rent a small little 26, 27 foot Class A, and try it out before you purchase coming up here in the summer or fall, because then you're going to get a better idea. Doing a test drive uh, doesn't do it justice if you're that worried about the handling, the power, things of that nature. Um, so if I were in your shoes, I would simply just go rent one for the springtime Maybe do two or three trips. Start out with something an hour away from you, then go to two hours, then go to three hours. See how your experience was, then go jump into your purchase. That way you feel comfortable because here's the thing that happens. This happens a lot. Okay, We all have biases. 
I have a buy. I've had a bias against Grand Design for a lot of years. Okay, just because I say facts and just because I do give you the information, even though I'm okay with Transcend and Imagine, doesn't mean I don't have a problem with the Grand Design company. I try not to put that onto a person making it personal. But a lot of times we all have biases. Like I have a bias against Dodge Ram. I believe Ram stands for replace a motor. Okay, there's people who have biases against uh, Toyota and Honda. So we you just go do it for yourself and that way you have that peace of mind up here. Okay, great question by the way. That was, that was probably the ones that were emailed to me. That was, that was fabulous. Okay. Rich from Florida. I do not understand how solar really works in an RV. When I look at all the YouTube videos that are out there about solar, I hear one side of the conversation tell me that I can put enough solar panels to live off the grid and not need a generator, including running my air conditioner. And then I hear guys like you who say, that is really impossible to do in this day and age yet. What is your true feelings about what I could do to live off the grid? Because so far I've not found one video where a person has lived off the grid completely on solar in a travel trailer moving around. I've seen plenty of people who are full-time type RVers that park it on land and live off solar and battery packs but not traveling. I want to be able to get to the point where I do not need a generator and I can go around and camp as an overland where I'm on a creek or a lake or a beach and I don't need any power or people. Okay. Rich, um, that's tough. So, First off, I think the technology will get there in about 15, 20 years. When we have the ability to have lithium batteries not die and, and, and not revive, when, when the industry in general, the portable air conditioner energy, portable air conditioner uh, industry gets more, uh, how do I put it, efficient, in their draw against the compressor or their compressor draws against batteries or energy we will get to that point now i have one guy that we did an experiment with about let's see it's 2024 so four years ago where we put about 5,000 watts of solar on his big fifth wheel and we put a 4,000 watt inverter that was dedicated solely to the AC, and we used top-of-the-line AGM 6-volt batteries, put eight of them into his fifth wheel, and he was able to run his air conditioner for about two hours. That's it. Because the realistically, the two things that draw the most power out of your coach is your air conditioners and your microwave. That's shore power-wise. Even if you go plug in a blender, you plug in a, a you know, a electrical oven. Okay, my, my wife personally cooks with an electric oven in our Keystone Cougar. It does, You can run the TV, space heaters, and that on a 50 amp service without a problem. 
but you turn on an air conditioner or you turn on the microwave, woo, baby, pop breakers. So there isn't enough efficiency, even with soft starts, there isn't enough efficiency for solar and batteries to run an RV if you're doing traditional camping in the sense that you're not going to go off grid, but uh, you want to dry camp. That's what we call it. We call it dry camping. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from. What I would suggest to you is do the portable generator at the same time. What, what I would, here's what I'm going to tell you. Go get two 2,200-watt Predator generators if you have a Harbor Freight near you. Go get two 2,200-watt generators with a parallel kit. Okay, That way you have the ability to run the air conditioner um, if it gets warm. The rest of the time, put an inverter system into your coach that runs the GFI outlets. Put several batteries, upgrade your solar, and for the most part, outside the times you have to use the air conditioner, you're running off the solar. How often are you going to use the AC? I couldn't tell you. I don't know what kind of camping you're planning on doing or where. But I'll tell you during the winter, when you're out in the middle of Death Valley, you're going to need heating supply more than you're going to need uh, <laughs> air conditioning. But if you're going to camp in the middle of Death Valley in the middle of summer, yeah, you're going to need the air conditioning. So it just depends on where you're going to go and how you plan on doing it. And um, I'm actually just sent you uh, earlier before I started the live stream. I sent you a blog um, on this. If you're interested in getting that copy of that blog, just email me at LevingstonRVServices at gmail.com. And I will definitely forward that email I sent to Rick as well. Sorry, Rich. Um, so I, I hope that helped you out a little bit. And I actually got a combination of other ones. I just made a note to myself right here. He wasn't the only one asking about solar. So the main four questions that people have about solar is all off-grid camping stuff, okay? Solar is meant to be a charging station for your batteries, okay? Most of your solar systems and battery systems run 75% of your RV. So, for example, your furnace. Yes, the source of the heat is caused by propane, or if you have a space heater, by electricity. But your propane furnace actually runs on the battery. The actual mechanism is 12 volt. Your water pump that draws water out of your fresh tank runs on the battery lights radio awning slide outs electric stabilizers um good lord i'm i mean i'm probably missing some things because i'm doing this off the top of my head but those type of things are what are run by the battery things that are not are like going to be your microwave your air conditioner when you put an inverter let's say a 1500 watt or 2000 watt inverter you have dedicated GFI outlets throughout your trailer, motorhome, fifth wheel, etc. that will allow you to plug in a device and use it off the battery. Okay? So all that it's meant to do... Um, 
what did he say oh by the campfire message retracted okay by the campfire you can ask questions man don't worry about it We're, there's no judgment here there there if you guys have questions and you want to put them in the comments section you're more than welcome to i'm i'm not opposed to answering questions i don't get offended in fact i revel in people that get mad at me because it means i'm doing a good job okay all right so hopefully that was helpful to a lot of you because a lot of you sent me questions regarding solar okay okay so let's get into facebook messenger this was a great um i got some great questions i got messaged through facebook at levingston rv services um so this was something and i believe i missed this last time um bear with me um I saw your video about not paying cash. It all seemed to be reliant on good credit. What if you will have the cash but are willing to entertain financing except one of us has fair credit and the other has awful credit? We're looking at full-time RVing in either fifth wheel or travel trailer and we'll need a truck too. Trying to look for used for both. Used for both is okay. So I answered uh, this young lady's question, but I want to go a step further with, with her as well, especially if she's online right now. Um, here's what I want to tell you about bad credit. Fair to bad credit, um, it, you have to rebuild your credit at some point. So I, I call it the reasonability clause of what I always tell people, okay? reasonability meaning let's just use for example let's say we find you a loan at 15 years you're buying a twenty thousand dollar travel trailer okay um i have 190 watts of solar will that run my jacks yes it'll run your jacks larry as long as you got two batteries okay so as long as you got two batteries and 190 watts of solar you'll be able to run your jacks okay um I call it the reasonability factor. The reasonability factor is, let's say you're 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 welcome. Uh, you're buying a twenty thousand dollar travel trailer, used, new or used, doesn't matter. Twenty thousand. That's the number I usually use. And the dealership says, yeah, you know what? If you finance, I will deduct two thousand dollars off the price. Now it becomes a situation where you have to find out how you get approved and what you get approved for. Now, this is bad credit I'm talking about, okay? Here's an example, and I gave this example in my video the other day. If the payment is like five or $600 a month on a $20,000 travel trailer that you're now buying for $18,000, you are almost better off paying cash and rebuilding your credit by buying the used truck through finance. Just add a second battery, Larry. It's really easy to add a second one. Most travel trailers, fifth wheels, motorhomes, you can add a second one. Just get a couple of new, uh, a power, a positive and negative power cable, a battery, and a battery box. And what you do is you hook them up parallel, so that way the solar charges both batteries. Hope, hopefully that makes sense. Does that make sense, Larry? 
yeah, it, if it does, let me let me know, okay? Because I know my internet ain't the best. Anyway, going back just a minute. Okay, perfect. Um, so going backwards just a little bit. If the payment's like 400 420 then it's worth financing the RV and go pay cash for the truck. Because either way, you have to rebuild your credit. And think about it this way, okay? You have the cash in the bank already for both. If you finance one of them and heaven forbid something goes completely wrong one way or the other, you have the cash to get out of it. I have looked at hundreds of RV models over the past year, but I just can't come up with a reason to not purchase the Brinkley brand. Am I wrong? Are they doing anything wrong? Um, so personally, I have not seen Brinkley in person. Um, I know the guys who started the company. And um, as far as I know, right now, in this moment, there's nothing wrong with them. The only reason not to buy a Brinkley is because it's so new. That's the only reason not to buy it. Okay. Um, it's the same guys who started Grand Design. And I think, realistically, I think when they started Grand Design, I think they learned their lessons from when they did Keystone Montana. Because the same dudes that came up with Keystone Montana. Then they come up with Grand Design. Now they come up with Brinkley. From what I'm understanding from insiders that, that I deal with is Brinkley is kind of the pet project that was all the lessons learned from all the bull crap that they put people through with Grand Design and all the horrible mistakes they made in the early stages of Keystone, Montana. So, they, you know, I'm on the fence if it's worth the money, right? Mobile Suites battle tested over the years drv very battle tested um can you act like you're shaking salt in your mouth and i'll tell oh, you're funny you mean like this <laughs> you guys are funny speed edits <laughs> you're funny I have a Forest River Cedar Creek 2022. Yeah, Cedar Creek's a really good one. Really good product. Battle tested. Um, you know, uh, Riverstone by Forest River. Battle tested. Redwood. Fifth Wheels. Battle tested. So, would I, would I look down on you uh, for buying a Brinkley? Absolutely not. They look gorgeous. They look like they are really well built. But they're so new that I, I just can't justify the money yet. Now, can that change? Sure. If the guys actually invited me out to go look at it. But here's the problem. Brands don't really typically like me too much because the reps know that I know more about the unit than they do once I've gone through it. And a lot of that has to do with my experience over the years because I sold on product knowledge. I'm not a good salesperson. I'm actually a horrible salesperson. I sold on knowledge and I sold on um, the fact that I knew more about the units than the bloody guys that sold them to the dealership did. And that's how uh, 
I was successful over the years. Same reason why I'm good at finance and service is just because I studied it. I'm not the most talented. I just studied it really well and knew it really well and work, outworked everybody. So, you know, if Brinkley invited me out, I, I could give you more information. Larry, I am glad you didn't buy a Grand Design either. I've been warning people for years about Grand Design. But the problem is, is when a salesperson bashes Grand Design, it's always, oh, you're just jealous because you can't sell it. No. <laughs> so I just stopped it for a while. But now it's like I have to get involved in it because if I don't get involved in it, um, it it's going to get crazy. Let me put a hat on. My hair looks so crazy. Okay, moving on. So we talked about the bad credit. Uh, let's go to Mi Favoritos. Come on, get out of there. Okay, need to go here and here. Do, 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 comments. Boy, you guys leave a lot of comments. I love it. I'm also going to read some Instagram stuff too. At the end, I'm going to read some Instagram. Uh, thank you so much. That's kind of the same that I've been, a I've been able to uncover. Yeah, exactly by campfire. I mean, don't, it's, you know, yeah. Okay. Here's a great question. This is probably one of the best questions. And I don't think I've ever covered it. Two and a half freaking years of doing RV loan, RV loan videos. And this is one thing that I have not covered. And I'm going to slap myself upside the head later for it. Um, very interesting. Thank you so much for the video. Do they charge prepayment penalties for paying a loan off early. No, they don't. Now, thank you so much, Larry. I really appreciate your support, buddy. I really do. Um, on RV loans, no matter if you have good credit or bad credit, 95% of the banks do not charge a prepayment penalty. But, <laughs> if you pay it off in less than six months, they generally charge you a uh, fee to pay off early not a penalty and it's usually like 50 bucks or 60 bucks it's something cheap it might have gone up to 75 dollars now just to fair warn you because there are folks out there let me rephrase that i have yet i've only heard of maybe a dozen people in my 15 years of doing this that actually paid every single payment for 15 or 20 years Normally, people trade them in within five to seven, or they pay them off within five to seven. Okay, so, like, I'll give you an example. I just recently uh, took in a trade-in on a guy that I sold a, uh, oh, what was it? It was a Shockwave travel trailer toy hauler that I sold him during COVID. And, uh, you know, he came in and said, how much do you owe? He says, oh, no, I paid it off like three months ago. So he carried the loan for like 33 months and paid it off. Just because they give you a 15 or 20 year term doesn't mean that they don't want you to pay it off early. Banks a lot of times like it when you pay off a recreational loan early. Okay, because what happens and how that works, guys, is when you carry the loan for 12 months, you carry a loan for 12 months with an RV. 
They then go and leverage that loan, especially if you have prime credit or good credit. They leverage that loan to borrow more money to give out more loans. And the sooner you pay it back, the more cash capital they put back in their bank account. So if you actually did the math, I did the math on a $50,000 loan. It's like 750 bucks a year that the bank gets interest. Okay. So it's, it, it, you have to do thousands and thousands of loans to make any kind or turn any kind of profit. So it's just a matter of them able to inject leverage into every single loan so they can give out more loans. So that's why there's no prepayment, prepayment penalty on recreational vehicles. So if you go get a boat, you'll get a power sports thing like, you know, a quad or dirt bike or even an RV of any kind, then you don't have any prepayment penalty because of that. Um... Okay, this raised my eyebrow. This like really raised my eyebrow. Like this is more of a comment than a question. As always, thank you so much for the information and putting Grand Design on the spotlight. As someone who is still researching for my first RV, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen FrameFlex posts get deleted in Facebook pages and they try to ridicule anyone who brings it up. I get it. I'm sure the number of issues is smaller than the larger group that don't have it yet, but it raises an eyebrow when it's consistently being brought up. Even the NHTSA has dozens of reports. So, boy was I like, when I first heard that, I about puked. Like, you just don't see the other manufacturers doing that. You don't see Tiffin or Newmar Motorhomes. You don't see Forest River, Coachman, Keystone, uh, Jayco. You don't see them doing that crap, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think the president of Grand Design needs to resign, and I think they need to get somebody in there that's going to do something for these folks. Now, that's something I want to do. So this guy... Um, I'm going to go to the podcast real quick because I want to read this to you guys. This is uh, probably, it didn't upset me. It just kind of like, I don't think the guy, when he left the comment, I don't think he understood what was really going on. So I want to read it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, here it is. Uh, as a Grand Design fifth wheel owner, I was hoping to find some factual data rather than a rambling rant. If you want to help customers or consumers, please give us some suggestions how to overcome the corporate censorship the title of this episode suggests. For example, user channel become a re repository of specific owner issues by category. How many of you had frame flex issues with your Grand Design Model X? How many of your Grand Design owners have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to get repairs done? How many of you Grand Design owners have had had your comments censored? You have the opportunity to do something that is not only not being done, but is needed. 
I think this could be a real winner for you. Thank you, Pete West. Best wishes, Frank. Okay. So, Frank, if you're a fan of the podcast and this channel and you're on this live, first off, I can't give you factual data because there is no factual data. That's the problem. The biggest problem is, is they're hiding it. The best thing grand design owners can do is they can send me their problems and they can send, and I know I'm not her biggest fan. Everybody knows that I don't like Liz Amazing because of the way she does things. But that's another person beyond myself, Liz Amazing, that you could send her the data of I have this momentum, I have this, I have that. Here's the problem. Let's use some of these famous YouTubers right now that are in momentums, that are in reflections and solitudes they are having these problems. How many of them are scared to say anything to someone like me, someone like Amazing or Liz Amazing or whatever you want to call her? How many people are scared to tell them that because if they open their mouth, what if Grand Design decides not to help them fix it? See, this isn't the car business. That's the problem, Frank. Like, if it was the car business, everybody and their mama would know about every little tiny bloody issue. That's why Hyundai and Kia are having such a nasty name in the car industry right now because all the thefts have been going on. So this isn't, this isn't an attack. This is... The only way this gets solved, period, end of report, is if you hurt their pocketbook. And that's with anything. It could be a pool table. It could be an appliance at your house. It could, be, um, it could be a product. It doesn't matter. If everybody stops purchasing a product, it hurts the pocketbook of the company. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate you. Uh, so it hurts the pocketbook of the company. So, Frank, if you want to fix this problem, then what the best thing you can do as a grand design owner, the best thing is anybody that's a grand design owner, is to say, you know what? I'm going to share this video every single day on my social media. I'm going to tell everybody in a campground about this problem. I'm going to voice it out there where word of mouth spreads and people stop buying Grand Design fifth wheels and then it's going to wake dealers up and dealers are going to go, I have aged inventory. I could, nobody even comes in and looks at a reflection solitude or momentum. And then they call the factory. Like, you guys better freaking fix this crap because if you don't fix it, then we're not going to carry your product anymore. See, that's that's how you handle it. That's how Bud Light was handled. That's how a bunch of products have been handled. That's how a bunch of stores have been handled. Right? So if you really want to do something as a grand design owner to help out with this information, help us gather the information. Because there's got to be people that feel comfortable. You, If you are having such a major problem, and it's a legitimate major problem that you didn't cause with anything, then the best thing is to give the information to the people that have the ability to spread the word.
What's a good short toy hauler that has a separate garage with wa washer dryer prep layout like 320G? What is that? 320G fifth wheel toy hauler. Uh, hold on, I'm looking up. Hold on. It's been a long time since I've actually looked at the floor plans of Momentum. How much of a garage? Oh, you just need separate garage. You just need a separate garage. Uh, Forest River Rogue Armored 351G uh, is a really good one. That's the identical floor plan, except for it's two full bathrooms. So the bathroom in the back is actually a wet bath. Um... Keystone Fusion uh, is is a really good one. Um, Road Warrior was is it stay away from Road Warrior and Cyclone. They're terrible. John Bravo. Who's John Bravo? Okay. Um, XLR is okay. Uh, you know what? Where do you live, Chaz? Where do you live? What state? Because if you live in the West Coast, Genesis Supreme RV is probably the best alternative to what you're looking at right there. They build a good coach. But if not, the 351G uh, Road Warrior, Rogue Armored is, is the same thing, and it's a lot better unit. Arizona, yeah. The Genesis Supreme. Um, in Arizona, you got Rally White. You can come here to... Uh, uh, Southern Nevada, if you want, but Raleigh White has it out there in Arizona. Um, that's a much better product build-wise. It ain't pretty. It isn't pretty like uh, uh, the Grand Design cabinetry is. They do have some separate garages, but the problem is, is they won't build an 11-foot garage because the Can-Am X3 and the Razor 1000. So the only... I mean, they have separate garages, but they're like 14-foot garages minimum because of the big side-by-sides. Um, that's tough. I mean, at 37 feet total length, I mean, the only thing you got is the 351 G2. Um, that's all you got. Rogue Armored. And it's got a king bed, and it's got a slide-out it's not north-south, but it's a, a, a slide-out bed with a big closet. God, I'm trying to think what else there is. I mean, you can go to a Wolfpack. Wolfpacks have smaller garages. They'll have probably a 12-foot garage. Let's see if they still make it. Because all I ever order out here in the, in the West Coast out here is stuff with 14 and 15-foot garages because everybody's got a Can-Am X3 or a 
a Razor 1000, and they all need 14, 15 foot garages. It's crazy. Okay, that's a 40. That's a big sucker. Um, yeah, the 3512 um, or the 31512 uh, Wolfpack, the 320 Pack, uh, 1315. That's kind of a weirdo separate garage. Um, that's too big. God, they just don't build. They don't build all the small floor plans anymore. If you're gonna look for anything, just look for a used Wolf Pack or used Rogue Armored, uh, pre-owned um, Attitude Toy Haul or something like that. Thirty foot X, thirty-four foot XLR. Um. Something like that, Chaz. I mean, that's what you're looking for. I mean, the, the, it's a needle in the haystack because you're trying to stay small and have a separate garage. And that's hard to do because everybody builds around the big monster toy anymore. They all build this big monster toy. So, um, yeah, that's a good question. You might not have a choice. You might have to buy a Momentum. Or you'll have to want to go to 40 feet instead of 37. That's the tough part. Yeah, I love all the Cedar Creeks. Cedar Creeks are really good fifth wheels. They always have been. They've been that way for like 15, 18 years. They're a really good coach. They, they, you just can't, you can't. They, they, they've been building it so long, they've done a really good job. Four seasons, vacuum bonded sidewalls. It's really, really good. Okay, so we went over that. Uh, here we go. Hi, I'm Pete West, and we have also have frame failure in our 2022 Grand Design Momentum. Sounds like an AA meeting, huh? <laughs> and yes, I have been either blocked or comments stopped on GDRV for Life and Grand Design Momentum owners' Facebook sites. I also am very pissed off about the way Grand Design is handling this whole frame flex issue. Yes, we are scheduled for repair, but my biggest two concerns is repair being done right at Grand Design, and now I have to disclose my rig had frame flex if I ever go to sell this rig or trade it in. What do you think that does for the resale value? My loyalty will never be for the RV manufacturers or RV assemblers, but it will be for the RV community. Uh, by the way, Taylor Swift hustles for her money, and she donates a hell of a lot of money as well. You also lost to Joe Rogan. He's a dirtbag. Well, different strokes for different folks when it comes to popular people, right? Um, you know, <sighs> boy, Coleman travel trailer owners are going to hate me for this. Okay, so there is a joke. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate you, bud. There's a joke out there. Um, <laughs> you're you're welcome, Jazz. You're welcome. Um, there's a joke amongst dealerships when you go and trade in a Coleman travel trailer that you bought at Camping World, especially one of those 17Bs that were $99.95 or now they're $15.995, right? We used to say when you drove it off the lot, you lost 90% of your value. Because they're just the biggest piles of junk. Um, 
Coleman always has been that way, though. It's been a very cheap, very entry-level trailer. Is it really worth 90% less? No. It's a joke. But the reality is... Hi, Alondra Chacon. Um, the reality is, is dealers talk and dealers know about all these problems with Grand Design. So what does it do for the value? It hurts, but it hurts everybody's. It's not just yours. It hurts everybody's trade-in value. Okay. It's the same thing with my Hyundai. I have a Hyundai Santa Fe. All those Santa Fe's have been stolen, robbed, um, you know, easy to break in. What do you think dealers are doing to those? They're hitting them hard. They're hitting the values really hard. Um, if you have an old Ford, if, if you're old enough to know what the, the Ford F, uh, F-250 and F-350 diesels that had the 6.0, you know, they had the bad header situation. You had to have their headers resurfaced. Um, what do you think the value happened to those when everybody found out, when dealerships found out about all the problems, you know, with that truck? So... It doesn't just hurt your value. It hurts everybody that owns one of the fifth wheels value. It makes it, it makes a dealer, it makes a private party purchaser nervous when there's that type of thing going on. So that's no matter what the product is. It's not just grand design. That's a lot of products out there, you know, uh, cars, boats, etc. We think we've decided on a Chaparral 336TSIK thoughts. Jamie Lynn, that is a nice uh, mid-level fifth wheel. Chaparral has done a good job. Um, I would not go the step up. The step up is Brookstone, and they haven't built enough of the Brookstones in years. And uh, I, I would be afraid of the quality in a Brookstone. The Chaparral is the step down and they build a ton of those so the quality is a lot better the cabinetry ain't exactly the prettiest thing and neither is the furniture but the floor plans are nice and they hold up very well does anyone like camping world really other than getting just getting accessories i don't know keith i can't tell you i worked for him at one point i didn't have a problem with them um but i got a lot of people that hate camping world and they always let me know about it Hey, man, can you say hi to my mom? Her name is Angela. Hi, Angela. Not type, not your type six. Hi, bro. Where are you from? Originally California. I'm right now in southern Nevada. Um, no, you're welcome, guys. Okay, we got about 10 more minutes left before my butt needs to get off here. Here's a good one. God, I got some great ones off the podcast. I got news for you and your engineer friend. And I can only imagine GC Slade using the quotation fingers as he's uh, typing this out. <laughs> Keystone still has many frame flex issues. My 2018 Montana 305RL had frame flex, wall stud separation from the bed slide. So you had it, okay, so you had it in a different area than a lot of people with the 10 inch frame. It took four months to get the repairs done. I had to take it to a special shop, and there was many Keystone and Grand Design Solitude fifth wheels in the shop with frame flex issues too. They indicated the difference is the Keystone failures are wall stud welds, 
uh, breaking near the slides, whereas GDs had broken frames. I 100% agree with you on the whole frame flex issues. Your content and information is good, but you really need to tone down the unnecessary swearing if you want to grow and retain customer subscribers. Yeah, that happens to be like, I was in a bad mood that day and probably shouldn't have done a podcast episode. <laughs> I mean, really, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't have done an episode that day. Um, if you listen to that episode, I even mentioned that not every frame flex problem is just with Keystone. Okay. Um, can I say a famous song? Hi, I am from India. Hi, from India. A famous song? Um, forgot about Dre. Can you say a famous song that everyone likes? Uh, Can't Buy Me Love by the Beatles. Hauling a motorcycle, an ATV, and a toiler. Can you, can you recommend weight placement for good hauling? Put the heaviest, uh, the heaviest of the two uh, closest to the rear axle, closest to the middle. Uh, motorcycles should go this way if it can. It should either go at an angle, like a diagonal angle, or it should be turned to its side, if at all possible, instead of straight up and down. Um, name a car for edit. It's up, uh, name a car for edit. I don't know, Hyundai? Hyundai Santa Fe? You know Carrie Minotti? No, I don't know Carrie Minotti. I don't know that person. Um, but yeah, I say in my podcast a lot, Grand Design isn't the only ones that have frame flex issues. Everybody once in a while has one. But that all being said, um, Grand Design's the biggest uh, thing. Honda Civic? Sure. Hyundai Santa Fe? Kia Sorento. No, I, I don't know who Carrie Minotti is. I'm, I'm not sure. You're welcome, Keith. Uh, boy, everybody had left comments on the frame flex thing. I could care, I could care less whether you cuss or not. Who gives a rat's arse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> that made me laugh. Why is this garbage in my YouTube feed? I don't know. Probably because you like RVs. Here's a good one. Sounds like you are making excuses for crappy products. These should be made at the same level of quality as a house by comparison of square foot and how much you are paying. Ah, Richard. Okay. So, oh, wait, we got some stuff. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. I want to scroll up. Have you ever heard of MedQuest 3? No, I have not. Carrie Minotti is the... Aisha, number one YouTuber. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that person. Looking at a Paradigm 310RL, I want to get the full body paint max solar package. My question is, how do I go about walking into a dealer and ordering one and still getting a price below MSRP? 
Well, Jim, no one's going to promise you any price on an order. They're going to give you a ballpark. Um, generally, Alliance, depending on the state you live in, you can contact Alliance. Alliance will give you recommendations. Um, what, what you probably want to do, Jim, is if you're going to pay cash, okay, uh, tell them that, tell the dealer, look, I want to order this, 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 and that. I'm going to pay cash. Um, I'm willing to let you make an 8 to 10% profit margin on it. Give me that number. And uh, I, I would shop three places. And if they're all about the same number, then just order from your local guy. Uh, best way to do it. If you're going to finance it, um, you know, 2024s are probably going to be a little more than more money than 23s, considering the full body paint and the max solar package and all that stuff. Um, and, and Jim, if you live in Oregon, uh, go see Curtis uh, Trailers. Uh, Robbie and Kara, just tell them that the Honey Badger sent you, and that would really help you out a lot, okay? Camping World was very rude to me in San Bernardino. Would never go back. Wish I knew you first. Would have to try to promise first you're the best. Larry, I have other stores in California I could have met you at. And I'm sorry. It's all good. I've been a bad boy. I have a question. Can you give me a shout out for my channel because I subscribed? Sure, I've been a bad boy. I'll give you a shout out. First, I want to go see what your YouTube channel is about before I do that, because I'm kind of picky about that. Let's see. I have been a bad boy. I have, whoop, have been, whoop, been a bad boy. Uh, am I doing this right? Oh, I've, I've, what's wrong with me? I've been a bad boy. Well... You don't even show up, brother, unfortunately, even when I put you in here. Uh, what do you think about India, bro? Well, I have friends from India. Uh, if I'm going to give anybody a shout-out, i give a shout-out to Schumann. And he knows what his name He knows what I call him, Jackson. Uh, from Santa Clarita, California. Used to work with me at Parkway Hyundai and Parkway RV. Um, those two guys are from India and they're really cool. Uh, Bob Bocci, he's the owner. He's a really cool guy. So, no, I love... People from India are awesome. On average, if you order, our dealerships make you pay MSRP? No, they typically don't. Um, they don't typically make you pay MSRP on an order. Generally, what they're going to do is tell you what the MSRP is at the time. If there were price increases, which it was worse during COVID, but now that it's kind of flattened out, it'll be easier to get a price around. So if it goes up in price, it's only going to go up hundreds of dollars, not tens of thousands of dollars. New to RVing, spent three days in Tampa a couple weeks ago, was shocked at what I found. Terrible fit and finish on all travel trailers. 
Well, Oklahoma Court TV, welcome to the RV business. B-I-D-N-E-S, the business. Because they all are terrible fit and finishes. So if you're looking, if you look through the lens like you're going to look at it like, look at it like a house, <laughs> not going to happen. They're all, that we, I always say RV stands for toolkit and sense of humors. Have I covered fake fees tonight? Not really. I can cover it real quickly. Uh, fake fees. Fake fees are going to be like freight and destination. Um, this is where people kind of get upset with me. Prep or PDI fees are legitimate in this business. Because unlike the car business, um, unlike the car business, <laughs> We don't get reimbursed to get the units ready. So the dealership is completely out of pocket for the battery, the water, um, the battery, the water, the fuel, uh, the propane. We're out all that stuff. So when they charge you a prep or a PDI fee, every dealer does it. It's just whether they already built it in the price or whether they didn't, right? Um, so... <sighs> I'm going to do a video on this. I've just been doing it in pieces. And I've been so bloody busy that every time I start to do do it and finish it, it goes to hell. You know, at this, uh, what is that? At D-E-C-P-I-C-I-B-L-E-M-E. -E. Um... Ender Mariposa? No, that's not it. D-E-S. That's what it is. D-E-S. P-I-C-A. Okay. There you are. Are you a kid? You're a kid. How cool. How old are you? That's cool. I have a Lamborghini. That's awesome, Mr. Lamborghini. Are dealers more willing to negotiate units already on the lot versus ordered units? Yes, on 2023s. Not 2024s, but 2023s are a lot more willing to negotiate because they have to get them off their lot. Um, 24s, they got to make a profit on. Orders, they got to make a profit on. 23s, not really. There you go. There you go. That's cool, man. Well, big shout out to you. You guys should check him out. He's just a kid. He looks like he does reaction channels on cartoons. You know what would be better, kiddo? I've been a bad boy. Here's what I would tell you, buddy. Okay? I would tell you. If I were in your shoes and you're going to do cartoons and stuff, do the 80s cartoons. Okay? Do 80s cartoon reactions. That would be, like, really cool if you did that. Sure, Nate, who would you like me to say happy birthday to? Before I go, because i got to get going here.
2025s will probably roll out around August or September of this coming year, depending on how many uh, 2023s get sold this year. You're welcome. Okay. That's it for me, guys. I got to get to bed. Well, it's not bed, but I got to get going. I clean up the trailer and everything. But look, um, if you guys want more uh, stuff for uh, RV financing, stuff like that, you guys know you guys can check it out in my playlist section. Thank you guys so much for great, great. Uh, uh, this is probably the busiest I've been doing questions in a long time. Love all the comments. Love all the questions. We'll do it again next Saturday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And um, thank you so much, guys. And Larry, I know I, I like that truck, man. Gas truck one tons are cool. Have a good one, guys.